Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for March 14th, 2022. Every day we're seeking the word of God so that we can apply biblical principles to our daily life. And we are being changed continually into the very image and the likeness of Christ. We've been studying a series where we've been looking at the life of Jesus, and we're going to continue to go down that road this morning. And as I get ready to share the word with you, I want you to open up your heart to receive what God is about to say. I'm going to talk about Jesus today. And as I do, may the love of God fill your heart and may the peace of God overtake you. And may you be inspired to continually become the man or the woman that God has called you to be for such a time as this. Get ready for the word. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. So I've been teaching all year on intentional progress, and for a while we've been studying the life of Jesus. This has been life lessons from the life of Jesus. This is part 44. The title of today's message is Jesus of Nazareth. We're going to talk about Jesus of Nazareth uh, this morning. Now, once again, I'm laying the foundation. We're going to go through a bunch of different steps um, uh, through this series. Uh, and as we do, I believe that every one of these steps and stages will be a blessing to you. Let me make sure. Yeah, audio is good. Uh, all of these steps and stages will be a blessing to you. Uh, but as we've been studying the life of Jesus, what we did so far in this series is that we looked at John chapter 5. We then looked at John 5, John 6, 8, uh, 12. We looked at a bunch of different translations uh, in a bunch of different passages. And as we went through it, uh, I hope that you've been blessed. Give me one second. I have an issue with my notes, uh, but I'll get there. This happened to me one time before. Give me one second. All my notes just went away. Give me one second. Obviously, I'm doing this live, so... Uh, Just give me one second, y'all. I, I apologize. All right, here we go. So somehow my notes went away. But we got it back. The devil is alive. We got it. All right, we straight. All right, I apologize for that, y'all. Let's get into the word for this morning. So we've looked at John 5, 6, 8, 12, 14, all of that. 
And now that we're here and we're ready uh, to continue, we're in John chapter 19. And one of the, the lines that I wrote uh, read this morning, this is John 19 and 19. When I got to John 19 and 19, normally what I do is uh, I cover a bunch of verses. But once I got to this verse, I had to stop. I'm just going to talk about John chapter 19 and 19 for this morning. Y'all ready? This is what the Bible says. And Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. And the writing was above Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. So let's talk about that for this morning. Now we've learned a great deal uh, about Jesus in this series. If you miss Friday's message, you should go back and check that out. In Friday's message, I dealt with a bunch of different prophecies that Jesus had to fulfill. And, and so as we're looking at the life of Jesus, as we're looking at everything Jesus did for us, as we're looking at the sacrifice that Jesus went through, I keep driving home the message that we should live our lives in honor of Jesus's death. But on Friday, I was showing you prophecy after prophecy after prophecy. I showed you, well, he had to be born in Bethlehem. Why? To fulfill prophecy. He had to be raised. He had to then go to Egypt. Why? To fulfill prophecy. He had to be raised in Nazareth. Why? So that he could be called the Nazarene. He had to set up his ministry headquarters in Capernaum. Why? So that he could fulfill the prophecy that was that was prophesied that he would come from the land of Zebulun and Naphtali. But today, we're going to talk about Jesus of Nazareth. Let's talk about Nazareth. And I like to talk about Nazareth because you're going to see, I can identify with Nazareth because I'm from, I'm from Brooklyn. You're going to see here in a minute. Nazareth was on the main road between Damascus and Egypt. It was located in Galilee, uh, in lower Galilee, halfway between the Sea of Galilee and the Mediterranean Sea. So many travelers, as they traveled, they didn't stop in Nazareth. Many often didn't go into Nazareth. Why? Because it wasn't a coastal region. Uh, so it wasn't by the water. It wasn't a fishing area. It wasn't a crossroads. Therefore, it wasn't like a marketing town. It wasn't a place where people stopped to swap things or to do business. Nazareth didn't really have much going on at all. It was away from, from everything. And not only that, scholars tell us that to keep visitors away, that the, the people of Nazareth actually went and took their trash instead of taking their trash to a trash dump. They actually took their trash and set it out on the side of the road at the entrance of Nazareth so that when people were coming by, they'd be like, man, I'm not going in there. And because of this, Nazareth came to be known as the city of trash. It smelled as you walked past, right? It came to be known as the city of trash. And in modern day terms, it will be called a ghetto. So Jesus was called many names during his ministry. If you, if you read the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you're going to see that Jesus was addressed to his master, Lord, rabbi, teacher, son of David, son of man, son of God, but also Jesus of Nazareth. And the people that referred to Jesus as Jesus of Nazareth, they were not being nice. They were basically being saying, hey, they were saying this is Jesus from the ghetto. They were being derogatory towards Jesus. I know that today there's like churches. You could drive around and they'd be like a church of the Nazarene or this church of the Nazarene as if that was a good thing. Back then, that was not a good thing. So no, there would be no church of the Nazarene back then. At the end of the day, the people that called Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, they were trying to bring him down. Uh, they, they were being derogatory toward Jesus. As a matter of fact, I've done this teaching before. If you look at the people that called him Jesus of Nazareth, not one of them ever got a breakthrough from Jesus. 
the people that receive Jesus, call them rabbi or master or son of David or son of God, those were the ones that received the blessing. Matter of fact, let me just slide this in for free. This is not in my notes, and then I'll keep going. If you look at blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, and the miracle of blind Bartimaeus receiving his sight, the Bible says blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, heard that Jesus of Nazareth was coming by. The people around told blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He was blind. He couldn't see. So he was like, okay, the miracle man, the miracle man is coming. The miracle man is coming. And what did he hear? He heard Jesus of Nazareth, so then he cried out. But watch this. He he wasn't derogatory toward Jesus. He wanted a breakthrough. So he heard Jesus of Nazareth. He said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. He heard Jesus of Nazareth, but that's not what he said. He said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And he got his breakthrough. Only the people that acknowledge Jesus and the anointing on his life were able to receive from the anointing on his life. And it's going to be the same thing with you. There's going to be some people that don't like you, can't see you, don't honor the anointing on your life. They will never be able to receive from the anointing on your life, but only those that honor it can receive from it because the anointing is God flowing through a human. So if you can't honor the human in the loop, then you can't receive from the God in the human in the loop. You got it? All right, let's go. So Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews, what does this mean for you today? I have a few things to share with you in this morning. Here's number one. The title over Jesus's head on the cross, it tells a story. Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. It tells the life of Jesus going from one extreme to the other. Jesus came from the lowest of lows and he came to go to the highest of highs. He was Jesus of Nazareth, which is the city of trash, So he can identify with people that are the lowest of lows, people that were born on the wrong side of the tracks like me. But Jesus was also raised from a low place to a high place. So he came to reach everybody. Low place, he came to reach the thief, the adulterer, the whoremonger, the backbiter, the backstabber, every form of sinner, Jesus came for that. But Jesus then was taken from the city of trash to the city of God. And so so he's here for everybody. His death, after he ascended, he went up back to the city of God so Jesus can identify with anyone, which leads me to my second point. Number two is Jesus can identify with you. Jesus can identify with you, whether you're born in the ghetto, like I was born in the ghetto, uh, or maybe you were born in a mansion. It doesn't matter. Maybe you've never stepped foot in a church, or maybe you was raised in church. Maybe your parents had a drug problem. They drug you to every service. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you feel like you're not worthy. Watch this. Maybe you feel like you're not worthy, or you're making the mistake of thinking that you are worthy. Either way, Jesus died for you. Jesus came for you. Jesus will meet you right where you are. Maybe you're like from, you're like me from Brooklyn. My zip code growing up was 11207, right? And, and so East New York, Brooklyn, that was pretty bad. Or maybe you, you were raised in 90210 in Beverly Hills. It doesn't matter. Jesus came to save you from sin. Jesus knows everything about everyone. And so you know that you've messed up. You know that there are things that you've done wrong. You know that you're a sinner. Come on, even if you haven't accepted Jesus as Lord, then you know things about you that nobody else on this planet knows. You know who you are when no one else is around and Jesus will meet you right where you are. Jesus loves you and he will take you higher. He knows everything about you and he loves you anyway. He knows everything about you and and all your flaws, all your failures, all your faults, 
They're not keeping Jesus away from you. He will reach you right where you are, and then he will help take you to where you are destined to be. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 15 that we serve a high priest, Jesus, who can sympathize with, with our weaknesses. He came and he can sympathize with our weaknesses. He came as a man. He came, uh, uh, and, and because he came as a man, he can identify. When I say man, I don't mean male. I mean male and female. He came as a human. So he can identify with us. He can identify with temptation. He can identify with the limits of our humanity. He, he stripped himself. He was in heaven and he stripped himself of everything from heaven. He came as a mere man so that he could know what it's like to be a human. He, he wanted to know what it was like to be a human so he could save the whole world. He died for all men. One man died for everybody. That one man, his name is Jesus. I'm preaching the gospel this morning. Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. Number three, Jesus came for everyone. Our savior is both Jesus of Nazareth, lowest of lows, city of trash, King of the Jews, highest of highs, city of God. Jesus came for rich and poor. Jesus came for black and white, Hispanic and Asian, male and female, educated and non-school. Listen, if you're breathing, then Jesus came for you. I got people that are watching all over the world. I want you to know Jesus came for you. I, people like to point out the fact, you know what? Jesus was raised in Nazareth, so he came for the people that are low. He came for the lowest of low. That's true, but guess what? He also came for the highest of highs, right? He can reach the poor, but he can also reach the rich. He can identify with the struggling, but Jesus can also identify with the thriving. So it doesn't mean like you don't have to be poor for Jesus to reach you. You don't have to be broke, busted, and disgusted, frustrated, and disillusioned, and hard to get along with. You could be fine. You could be happy. You could be living a great life. Maybe you don't have to have come from me like a broken home with a single parent. Oh yeah, people identify with that. Well, guess what? You could have both parents in your home. Both parents could have loved you. Both parents spoke to your life. But you could have been raised in an environment where everybody loved you, where you thought, where you great, thought great thoughts about yourself, where you have all the money that you need and you have all great experiences. You still need Jesus though. I mean, so, so, so Jesus is not just for the lowest of lows. Jesus is for the highest of highs. Jesus is for everyone. It doesn't matter. I was in the military. It doesn't matter if you're a private or a general. It doesn't matter if you work in the mail room or the board room. It doesn't matter if you're a janitor or if you're the CEO. It doesn't matter if you fly in coach or first class or if you have a private jet. Jesus is everyone's savior. Jesus died for everyone everywhere. Sometimes we make the mistake of just focusing on like people that are going through and people that are going through all kind of stuff and how we need like people that are broken, people that have broken relationships or broken heart or came from a broken home. Oh, Jesus is for you. No, Jesus is for everybody. Listen, if you came, if you were raised in an environment where everybody loved you and you never had a bad day in your life, you still need Jesus. It doesn't matter if you consider your life to be amazing. If you think you're good or if you think you're not good, maybe you think you're amazing or maybe your life is falling apart. Either way, you need a savior. That savior came and his name is Jesus. I want you to know that Jesus came and he will save you from sin. He will deliver you from the fear of death. He will fill you with the Holy Spirit and he will help fix your feet to the path. I want my feet to, my feet to be bound to the path that God established for me from the foundations of the world. God will do all of this because he loves you. God offers you eternal life because he loves you and it's free. It's by grace. Grace is a gift. Grace, say a gift. Grace is a gift. You cannot work for a gift. 
All you could do for a gift is receive it. Romans 11 and 6 says eternal life by grace is a gift. You cannot work for a gift. If you try to work for a gift, then it becomes a payment. All you could do with a gift is receive it. Eternal life is a gift. All you do for eternal life is receive it. Jesus died for everyone and eternal life is a gift. All we got to do is receive it and allow the love of God to fill our hearts so that we can see ourselves the way God sees us, so that we can believe what God believes about us. We serve a living Savior. Jesus is his name. Number four and finally for this Monday morning, the world cannot define you because the world did not design you. Let me tell you something. Pilate tried to define Jesus. He was like, well, now that I'm going to release him, let's come up with a title. The, the world would try to put names on you. The world would try to put titles on you. They put above him, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. The, the, the world would try to say, well, uh, she's a black woman, so she can do this. Oh, he's a Hispanic man, so he could do this. Oh, she's an Asian female, so she could do this. Oh, well, you came with this background, so you should be able to do this. Listen, you, you didn't design me. So you can't define me. You can't tell me what you what I can and can't do. You can't put me in a box. You know what I'm saying? The world, listen, the world cannot define you because the world did not design you. Your parents love you. Your parents can't, your parents did not even design you. Maybe, okay, yeah, God used them to bring you into this world. They gave birth to you, but they did not design you. You are God's son. You are God's daughter. God designed you before the world began. Your true identity is connected to God's plans for you. Listen, I got some people that are watching right now that are retired SAR majors. I've seen it. Oh, you're a retired SAR major? Well, if you want to get a job after the military, since you were a SAR major, you do this. Or if you were a colonel, you do this. You won't want, oh, you do this. You were a sergeant. You, listen, who are you to try to define me? Don't judge my future by my past. That's what they were doing with Jesus. Oh, Jesus of Nazareth. Oh, yeah, they were trying to, listen, we serve a God that will tell you, he will call you to do things that, that you are unqualified to do. He will call, why? Because it's grace. And so don't allow anyone to judge your future by your past. Listen, God made plans for you from the foundations of the world. And when you discover God, you will discover yourself. And maybe people like they tried to do with Jesus, people from Jesus's hometown, man, that's Mary's boy. That's Joseph's son. That's the dude that fixed my roof last summer. How can he be the Messiah? Yeah, there are some people that are going to be so hung up on your humanity. They're going to be so hung up on your past that they would try to put a name on you. Oh, that's Pookie from the corner over there. Like, oh, that's name. That's Lil Nene. There ain't nobody but Lil Nene. No, don't let nobody try to keep you locked up in your past. Jesus came from Nazareth, but he didn't stay there. Listen, Jesus ascended to the city of God. You don't need the approval of men to give you the authorization to be who God called you to be. Listen, nobody has to approve it because God already put his stamp of approval on you. So you got to get to the point where you accept your divine assignment. You got to get to the point where you can look in the mirror and say, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. You got to get to the point where you are comfortable walking as the man or the woman that God called you to be. The people that call Jesus of Nazareth, call them Jesus of Nazareth, they were being derogatory toward Jesus. They tried to disrespect him, but their disrespect did not stop Jesus. Jesus did not question his own value because of their dishonor. Let me tell you something. People may not honor you. There's going to be some people that can't see it. There's going to be some people that can't see who it is that God has called you to be. Pray for them and keep stepping. You got to see it. You got to embrace it. You got to embrace the grace to be you. You got to embrace the, the grace for your divine assignment, knowing that you are called to do it, your grace to do it. And once you know that you're called to do it, once you know that you're grace to do it, watch this. If your friends 
can identify with the new you? If, if your family can identify with the new you, if the people that you were raised with keep calling you by what you used to be and not what you're called to be, God will give you new people. God will raise up people to use their power, their ability, their influence, and their money to help you in ways that you cannot help yourself. God will open doors for you that no man can close. God will close doors for you that no man can open. So even if the people from your past are struggling to accept your divine assignment, you cannot allow them to stop you. Listen, you got to open up your heart to God's best. You got to know who you are. Don't let nobody put a title on you. Don't let nobody put a name on you. That's what they put. Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. Jesus knew who he was. He didn't need a title to define him. He, He was defined by the one who designed him. So once you know who you are, listen, and you start walking as who you are, it's only a matter of time before the whole world will acknowledge it. But the world would never acknowledge it if you don't. So please do not make the mistake of accepting the labels that people put on you, especially those of us that have come from disadvantaged backgrounds. They say, oh, well, you came from here, so you can only do this. Oh, you're a woman, you can only do this. You're a person of color, you can only do this. You, you, grew, you were raised in this environment? No, don't tell me what I can do. I, I'm going to let God tell me what I can do, and I'm going to be who it is that God has called me to be. And the church said, amen. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I wanted to set the tone for the whole week this Monday morning. I'm excited. I'm fired up. And this is going to be an amazing week. I want you to speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about the amazing life of Jesus, your son and my savior. Jesus could have been born anywhere, but he was born in Bethlehem to fulfill prophecy. Jesus could have been raised anywhere, but he was raised in Nazareth, the city of trash, in order to identify with the lowest of lows. Your son was both Jesus of Nazareth and the king of the Jews. He was raised in the city of trash and he was taken back to the city of God. Jesus came for all people. He died for all sin. He was crucified for all mankind. And he was raised from the dead with all power. This very same Jesus lives in me. Because you are in me, Lord, I have the grace to reach all people. You can bless me to become all things to all people so that through me, some might be saved. So whether it's black or white, Hispanic or Asian, rich or poor, general or private, male or female, I am ready to reach the world for Jesus. I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. I know who I am and I know whose I am. Therefore, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, go to todaysword.org. You get my notes for free. Click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you too. Do me a favor. Go into the chat. If this message was a blessing, leave me some comments in the chat and then share this message right now on your social media, 
on your timeline and with your friends. Have an amazing day. May the love of God overtake you and may you discover who you are. Don't let nobody put a label on you. You walk in your divine assignment. Greater is coming for you. God bless you.